You're listening to Starshot, a Genesis actual play. I'm Kirby, your host and Game Master, and this is Cole, Chapter 3. The security detail begins sweeping through your room. Andres, uh, the person you've known and loved all these years, who somehow seems a little older since the several hours that you last see- saw him, uh, and at some point had a has a crescent scar under his eye is just doing a sort of uh he's part of the security detail filled with biroids Uh, so you have several that are just uh checking through your stuff uh checking through basically everything like they flipped over your mattress and uh, they're checking behind the tv um, to make sure that in your brief time here you haven't somehow managed to smuggle or hide anything and uh, yeah andres is a part of that detail they are not letting you leave Um, andres himself is talking with a biroid just out of your earshot on the far side of the small essentially studio apartment it's what it basically is uh and there is a single biroid manning the uh, door there uh the door is again closed and locked as far as you can tell uh what what do you do this is an invasion of my privacy you say that to anyone in particular or just just everyone just (laughs) making a declaration oh naturally of course Andres uh, is tapping some things on his pad that he brought with him, uh, which his pad is essentially just this smartwatch, essentially, that projects a small hologram. And he's uh, typing away there at the uh, digital keyboard, I suppose, or the uh, virtual keyboard, rather. And uh, a moment later, he does join you, um, shaking his head as the several biroids uh, begin collecting your stuff and filing out with your items. I'm sorry, but this is standard procedure. Uh, It appears that we have had a breach and, well, we need to get to the bottom of it. Our forensic team will examine your items. I'm sure it must have been just some sort of mistake. Uh, Is there anything I can get you, Mr. Reinhardt? No, um, yeah, right, right you are, Andres. Some kind of mix-up, for sure. Uh, hand on his uh, gun belt there, uh, and he gives the place one last look around and says, uh, Apologize again for the mess, uh, Mr. Reinhardt. I'm afraid you'll have to excuse me. And he begins to walk out. Uh, before he leaves out the door there, he does half-turn back and says, uh, Try to get some sleep, Mr. Reinhardt. It's going to be a long day for you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Andres, of course. Um, recommendation from a friend never goes unheeded from me. He nods and steps out. Uh, the door slides closed behind him, and uh, you see a flicker of the little LED light that just tells you that the door is once more locked. I'm not going to hack back into that door. <laughs> well, it it's only a few minutes later as you're perhaps retiring to bed or maybe getting up and about. Uh, actually, yeah, uh, let's back up a second. Um, I mean, I know you're hitting Tiki, but what, what does that look like? Where are where are you doing? Are you just relaxing in bed and following that advice, or are you going to try to watch TV? Uh, Cole lays down in his bed, and he turns onto his side, and he shuts his eyes, and... I think we see just like a crossfade of him trying to sleep and not being able to. A couple minutes later, actually, uh, you hear a soft hissing sound uh, in the room. Oh. Yeah. uh, So you hear a soft hissing sound in the room. A moment later, you start to feel really, really drowsy uh, and perhaps a tiny bit nauseous. And you just, uh, you, you slip into a slumber. Uh, can you actually go ahead and make me a resilience roll? It's going to be daunting, so that's going to be four purple dice. All right. Five threats. Mm. Wow. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. Uh, so, uh... It's <laughs> an interesting, an interesting result. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. I want you to, uh, you're, right off the bat, you're taking half your strain uh but i want you to also 
add five. Uh, actually, yeah, just add yeah, add five more strain uh, to whatever half your strain is. Uh, so where, where does that put you at? I already had two strain, so that okay. puts me two over my threshold or one over okay. my threshold. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the next several days goes by in a haze. Okay. Uh, you don't remember much of it. Uh, you you essentially have uh, glimpses of uh, bright lights, uh, voices. The voices never seem to go away. They're hushed tones, though, and you never quite make out what they're saying. Uh and time just kind of loses meaning for you. You are in and out of consciousness. Uh, at one point, you see yourself in some sort of tank filled with water. Uh, and there's this brief, lucid moment where you glance down at yourself and you have all these uh, different wires and such. Um, there's another moment where you vaguely remember someone having arguments about, uh, about Black Leopard. And eventually you wake up, uh, who knows how long later, uh, in your bed, completely dressed, and uh, your head has been shaved. And uh, no, I don't know if Cole's been uh, growing a beard, but that's been shaved too, assuming that you have been. And you are just kind of in this generic uh, white top and pant, uh, pants, and it. I mean, they're they're pretty comfy, uh, fit. Uh, what are you doing? Game over, I guess. Yeah. Uh, turn back to page forty-three, please. <laughs> uh, if you like, try again. <laughs> where did? Yeah. I, where am I? Did you say? You have awakened in your little studio apartment. Hmm. Do I have a sense that it's been weeks? Uh, no, you do not. Okay. Uh, you feel nauseous. Uh, you feel lethargic. Uh, let me just read off this pill bottle here. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you do feel nauseous. Uh, you feel lethargic. Um, you feel your limbs feel as if there are a hundred pounds of weight strapped to each limb uh, when you wake up. Can you actually go ahead and make me another resilience check? Uh, yeah. I can try. Uh, would you like to spend the story time? <laughs> you know what? I think I probably will. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Uh, am I rolling against anything? Uh, this will be hard. Uh, so three purple. Alright. <clears throat> One failure. Okay. Uh, so you are basically, uh, whatever your threshold is, that's what your strain has recovered to you. Uh, so... Um, bear in mind, like, same with wounds, you, you don't actually become incapacitated until you exceed your threshold. Uh, so yeah, uh, wh where does that put you at? What, what's your max threshold? My wound threshold is... Your stress threshold. 12. 12. Okay, so you're, you are now sitting at a 12, uh, strain. Uh, so what would you like to do? Look at that. Oh, I'm sorry, you failed one? Uh, so... The years pass by in a haze. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to try to get out of here. There's... Okay. You know what? No. I'm going to sit around for a while. I'm going to see if a better opportunity presents itself. Of course, yeah. Uh, your, your body's not going to protest against that. <laughs> yeah, I think I could probably use some rest. Something tells me. Yeah. Uh, so, hours pass by uh you can actually uh let's try to see if you can recover some of that strain or uh strain uh so why don't you go ahead and roll a cool discipline and this time around uh resilience um whichever's better for you uh against no purples so we're just gonna front load all the rolls here <laughs> they're all exactly the same all right uh recover three strain I can do that. Fantastic. All right, several hours pass by. Eventually, your door opens uh, because, again, you are in your studio apartment here at this uh, research outpost, and a biroid comes walking in with a tray 
the biroid places the tray onto the nightstand beside your table. Um, it is essentially just generic, uh, generic food, some jello, basically like your stereotypical hospital food, some jello, uh, what looks like maybe a little bit of, uh, porridge and a single egg, um, hard boiled egg. So, uh, what do you do? Uh, this biroid is hovers for minutes. Uh, before leaving, uh, but you are free to engage it if you like. That's okay. Uh, the biroid leaves, and you are there with your food. I'm checking out uh, this food. Does yep. it look good? Uh, can you make a culinary check for me, please? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the the food is looks bland. Dad can afford better food than this. Budget cuts, man. Budget cuts. That sucks. I'm gonna try <laughs> to bounce the egg off the ground. Uh. It actually bounces for uh, one bounce and then cracks on the second one. Mm. All right, well, I'll, I'll eat the jello. All right, you begin eating the jello. Uh, probably 20 minutes later, uh, the door opens again and in walks uh, Dr. Calhoun. Uh, if you recall, she is the doctor who uh, seems to remember you warmly and you vaguely remember her from your childhood uh, but it is Dr. Irving um, who was the one that rode the airlift with you. I just want to make sure that you're not confused between the doctors Okay. Uh, because there are I was listening to this last recording and there are just so many good doctors here. Uh, anyways Dr. Calhoun uh, comes in um, accompanying her is a biroid who she Rests a hand on the Byroid's uh, chest and politely asks the Byroid to just wait outside. Uh, she pulls with her from your desk the uh, chair and places it uh, next to your bed. Uh, she has a pad in hand, a warm smile, and she asks, How are you doing, Cole? Fine. Who are you? Uh, I'm Dr. Calhoun. Hmm. She cocks her head a little bit uh, and begins typing away something on her pad. And this time, uh, the pad takes form of a tablet, a foldable tablet. Um, and a moment later, she says, uh, tell me, what do you remember the last week and a half? Well, I remember having, I remember having a lot of fun. Are you messing with her or are you being sincere? I'm messing with her. I don't know mm. if. I'm, I think I'm trying to act in such a way that she can't tell. She says, uh-huh. She clicks her tongue and looks back down to her pad and begins typing away again. And it's another half minute before she asks you to, uh, if you would kindly stand up for her. Sure. Uh, yeah, so you stand up. Uh, at this point, your limbs feel like they only have 50 pounds on them as opposed to the 100 pounds. Uh, and there is a brief dizzy spell when you get up, uh, but you are otherwise uh, fine. That that settles just as quickly as it, it, the spell comes up, right? Um, she begins looking you over, uh, poking and prodding you even, uh, flashing a light in your eyes, and says, uh, well, you appear to be taken to the treatment very well, Cole. And she takes you by the hand and begins to slowly walk you out of your studio. She says, it's it's almost time. I'm so excited for you. Time for what? Well, your father's going to be here in the morning. And, well, we are going to start phase two. I don't expect you to remember the uh, brief for that. You were pretty out of it, but that's okay. Oh. You're better now. Better than before. What's phase two? Uh, you walk out into the hallway. Uh, at this point, um, as you're asking her that, the two of you pause at the doorway there as a uh, single file line of uh, various clones uh, begin walking up the uh, hallway there. Uh, they are all in similar, similar suits like you. Um, and these are essentially clones who, in today's society, uh, with the small uh, numbers of the actual colonists, 
in order to have the remote luxuries of the old world, uh, the workforce has largely been supplemented with various lines of clones. Uh, so you see some of the same faces passing by you as this long single file line um, is being marched uh, past you and down the corridor out of your sight. Uh, and essentially, honestly, as a clone yourself, you are an exception. Uh, there are no other clones like you. Uh, and you are, you've been blessed with a uh, position in society that has essentially allowed you to not have to undergo the harsh stigma and the uh, lower ranking jobs that these clones have been provided. These are your uh, clerks, they're your generic uh, mall security guards. They essentially fill the small roles so that uh, actual people, quote unquote, uh, can uh, become scientists, engineers, etc. Right. Uh, so that way the colony could fly off, right? So, yeah. The, the proletariat, if you would. Yes, yes. I was just going to say, I, I guess I just look at her glassy-eyed and I say, great. She invites you to keep walking with her. Uh, the security biroid is always six paces just behind the two of you as you begin to navigate the kind of uh, labyrinth nature of this underground facility until eventually you take an elevator that uh, goes down and down and down and you don't know how far down this elevator goes it's hard to say whether or not it's slow moving or if this facility really goes down what feels like a mile or two uh, passing by you. Um, in the meanwhile, with you three just in this elevator, uh, she says, phase two will start as soon as your father gets here. Essentially, the barriers protecting the poles are going to go down, and you and your sister are going to play a pivotal part in that. What's that? She doesn't answer you right away she instead smiles because when you ask her that the uh, elevator stops and the door is finally open and it opens to this large enclave uh you in the distance you see people working on this uh superstructure that dominates the center of this already massive room and you see the you see welders uh working it uh you see people uh moving crates about and this is largely clones and bioroids um with the clones being poked and prodded in one little section of the room and the bioroids typically doing most of the heavy lifting here as this superstructure is being not constructed uh, but apparently modified. Uh, the design itself is completely alien to you. Uh, and in fact, uh, why don't you go ahead and make a Xenology check? Uh, it's going to be formidable. Yeah, I'm sure that'll go great. Yeah, so formidable is five purple dice. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, I think, actually, we'll give you a boost die because you are the head of Reinhardt Research Hub. And despite certain questionable policies that kind of uh, limit or outright prohibit the study of alien technology, I think your company would have had some, like, hand in perhaps getting your hands on rare artifacts on occasion. Uh, so you can give yourself one blue die for that. All right. That's really fucked up. Here we go. Oh, one success, but four threats. Uh, so let's see. Let's the threats are you pass out and you wake up a month later. No, um, <laughs> man, that happens a lot this session. Yeah, that has been several years. Now. That's a theme yeah. I'm noticing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's start with what your single success looks like. Uh, so this alien structure is not woolly. The, uh, this design is not new to you. Uh, as memories begin to resurface in your uh, groggy mind, uh, it's not research that you have done personally. Instead, we flash back a moment to a 10-year-old version of you when you were still presumably uh, Colette as opposed to Cole. Aww. And yeah, 
and you are you have snuck into your uh, father's office and he is currently just heavily distracted in a discussion um, with another scientist and there is a hologram uh, image a holographic image of this very structure that you're looking at um, and you remember him saying that this structure was used to this structure was used as a power source a single unit of this or a single structure of this is enough to uh, would have been enough to power half of the cities in on the old world that's all why does it look so weird your father turns to you in this flashback image and uh, says colette i'm gonna need you to go to bed now please father's busy i don't want to go to bed it's only 7 38 you you he, he uh, whistles and gestures to someone off screen and uh, that's the end of this flashback uh, so yeah we fast forward several years into the future I almost forgot that you were only 18 right uh, and yes, yes. you're standing uh, before this uh, huge structure that looks like it encompasses three city blocks wow yeah what do you do that's that's pretty cool. I look around. Is there anywhere that I can? Is is there are there any like hallways that lead out of this room? Different hallways to the ones that I came in through. Are you asking me or are you asking Doctor Calhoun? I'm asking. So I'm not sure if you're doing my character voice. I'm asking you, Kirby. Okay, yeah. Uh, so hallways leading out of this. You look around. There's a bunch of catwalks. Certainly, um, on the far end there. Uh, you do catch a glimpse of a few corridors leading you're not quite sure where. Uh, these corridors are, uh, well, there are several doors, rather. There are several doors uh, that are essentially also alien in design. Um, and, yeah, uh, it looks like there's small teams that have managed to uh, open these doors, but uh, there is a team working a door on the far end there, and uh, they appear to be using a uh, what appears to be like a large drill. And this is mm. a unusual door uh, that they are trying to break into. Uh, but the the short answer is yes. There there are other doors out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna guess that whatever on the other side of those doors is not something that I'm interested in right now maybe maybe only one way to find out i hate it i hate it when the gm says that <laughs> i'm just gonna start walking down a random hallway uh cole uh where do you think you're going uh, i don't respond we, we right this way and yeah we we see a shot of you already taking several paces and the uh dr calhoun uh, is absolutely kind of well, not kind of. She is flabbergasted, uh, and she signals to the security droid uh, bioroid that is following you. And so the bioroid uh, begins to follow you at a somewhat brisk pace. What do you do? Uh, I start walking at a slightly brisk pace. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, it breaks into a run. <laughs> uh, I break into a run. Okay, uh, so you, be you break into a run, uh, shooting yourself past uh this team uh of clones this gaggle of clones who uh were being shepherded somewhere else into the fa uh, facility uh just in time for them to cut off the uh, bioroid there for a second the bioroid does not hesitate when it begins knocking people to the ground uh looking over your shoulder you actually see one uh one of the clones just flat out uh sprain a uh sprain a wrist like it's it's an ugly fall right um so <laughs> with that in mind uh you make it across the threshold into this corridor uh through one of the alien doors that you definitely shouldn't be it is dark here uh there is minimal lighting along the walls uh that have been installed by by the faculty here 
the Bioroid is calling for you to halt, uh, and eventually you come across a uh, crossway uh, of three different directions meeting into an intersection here. What, what do you do? Can I shut the door behind me, or do I not know how? Or is it too far behind me at this point? Oh, um, we can take a moment to see if you can try to shut down or shut the door. Yeah. Uh, so mm, let's go ahead and actually have you make a uh, vigilance check for that. Okay. Uh, since you don't have like a story point to just say that there's like a thing that you can hit, right? Uh, and it's going to be average. Uh, is that two? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there, there is no apparent way to just have the door close, uh, behind you. Uh, what do you want your advantage to be? Hmm. The only thing I can think is that I do something that messes with the bioroid. Like, <laughs> this is really cliche, but the sprinklers. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, well... I mean, hmm. the bioroid is probably waterproof, so that... That would be silly. Yeah, this Bioroid has, like, a face of a person and some skin over their, like, otherwise metallic plastic bodies. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're pretty waterproof. Uh, there there might be something that you can knock in this place and try to create some difficult terrain, perhaps. Yeah, like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you, you actually see that ahead uh, before you reach that intersection. Uh, you see a, I, I don't know, I guess boxes, perhaps. Uh, some crates that you can knock over. If we want to make it like the Blues Brothers, then Cole sees like a shelf, a chair, a piano, a bunch of other stuff, like a painting, and just tosses it <laughs> all in front of the door. Oh, yeah, of course, naturally. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and... Mm, let me look at what skills are here, I guess. Uh, what Actually, you tell me, what skill do you want to roll for this? Uh, how about computers? <laughs> nah. Uh, uh, nah. Uh, may, I, I could... Could I sell you on vigilance? Vigilance? Uh, how so? Uh, vigilance, and he is very quick about finding the perfect item. A shelf and tossing that and then continuing to run uh i will say probably i feel like that would probably be more perception okay that's fair okay yeah uh so go ahead and roll your perception against a hard as uh, gonna be three purple and i'm going to actually spend a story point so make one of those purples into a red okay because uh, I'm going to say that the Byroid sees the shelf and sees you see it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, here, here goes nothing. Nope. Nope. You you used up all your luck last session, apparently. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you try to pull down the shelf. It Maybe it's because you are feeling fatigued. Uh, maybe it's because it is just that heavy. Uh, but it does not uh, budge a single inch. Um, it doesn't wobble at all. It doesn't move. It, I mean, it doesn't slide. Uh, and so I think the uh, two threats here is... Uh, mm, let's see how many field rules that you've had. Okay. Just for the sake of my pride, I'm going to pretend that the shelf was bolted into the ground. Yeah, naturally, of course. Uh, <laughs> I think you're just going to take a black die for the next thing that you try. Yeah, so the two threats will just be a black die toward the next thing that you do. Uh, so you tell me, like, you you're, you fail to move this thing. Uh, the Byroid is still in full pursuit of you uh, down this dark corridor. Um, and I, I presume that you just keep running, right? Yeah, I think that's about all I can do. What's the next skill that you would like to try to roll to evade pursuit? That's not vigilance or perception. What if I were to use mechanics to open up a pipe and create like a steam blast? I love it, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, because obviously this alien race still uses steam yeah. uh, through their corridors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Hmm. So you don't actually have any tools to do this. You don't have the right tools for the job, I would think, unless you're trying to muscle it. That's true. Uh, that would be like really hard. Yeah, I'm not I very think. strong. Uh, so maybe something else. Uh, let's see. Uh, unless you want to spend like a story point to say, oh, there there is equipment. Just hang out in this corridor, which I mean is possible. <laughs> I I honestly I think I might do that. Okay, yeah. Uh, so there is a tool set, an open tool set that someone left here at some point uh, prior to this uh, little chase scene. Uh, you Really like a hammer should do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. You pick up the ha- uh, hammer and you wail a cu- uh, on this piping uh, that you pray to whatever God Cole believes in. Uh, is actually a steam pipe. And sure enough, after a couple of whacks, uh, the steam comes shooting out and uh, basically slowing down the biroid uh, as it kind of shoots out uh, just in time for you to bolt away, hammer in hand, and this biroid was just mere moments away from like grabbing onto you. How many, let's see, how many successes did you actually roll for that? Oh, you actually haven't rolled. Uh, let's let's roll that first. Yeah, that's fair. I will say like that still happened, but we'll see like how effective this actually is with your roll. What am I rolling against? Uh, let's do hard three purples. Okay. Ooh, yeah! Finally, I forgot you you have a black die to roll. So just roll a black die <laughs> and I'll. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two successes, two threats. Uh, I think the two threats are. Well, it's just going to be the one threat of this uh, Byroid who, uh, when you glance back, um, even the minimal lighting, I think the light just cap- catches this Byroid's face just right as it tries to like block its face from the steam, but also keep its momentum. Uh, you see that the steam has kind of caused its synthetic skin to bubble a little bit on its face and hands uh, where the steam blast hit it. Uh, and... I think you're just going to take another uh, black die uh, because essentially its momentum barely broke in this. Um, at this point, you have reached the corridor. Do you go left, right, straight? Or the intersection? Do you go left, right, straight? I'm going to go left. You go left uh, down the uh, passageway. Uh, the Byroid is just several paces behind you. Uh, what's your next skill that you're going to roll to try to get out of this predicament? That's not any of the skills that you, you've used before. Let's see. Are bioroids hackable? Uh, they are very difficult to hack, but you can. Um, you don't have a pad, and although you can manually try to interface with them, that's going to be pad. tough getting. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I could try to bash him with my hammer. <laughs> You're just going to. Okay. So you want to roll melee? Yeah, I think I might slow down and try to do or that because I don't. You just like turning around mid run and throwing the hammer. That'll be ranged light. I think I'm gonna try to melee. Okay. And I'm gonna try to hit him in the also, face. Also, like an option face. here also mm-hmm. is uh as would be stealth maybe if if you have that. That's an option here. Like maybe you waited around the corner for it to come by and smash it in the face and you could use stealth instead. I don't. The only thing Cole is good at is intellectual pursuits. Yeah, hacking. Uh, okay, uh, so you want to use melee. This is going to actually be uh, an average roll, so two purples, but I'm going to spend a story point to upgrade one of the purples to a red. You would. Yeah. Uh, so that story point is actually available for you to medi- immediately use if you'd like. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay, so that's back in my court. Ooh, one threat. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what happens here is that uh, you round the corner panting, sweating, the drugs really weighing on you here, and uh, when you turn around to uh smack this uh bop this byroid across uh across the head there uh you you do it but although it turns his head uh for a moment uh staggered uh it otherwise uh it otherwise seems okay it just seems to grimace at you and i think we're just going to have to roll initiative here and get into actual combat okay because that was three failed checks so yeah uh, we're going to cut from a chase scene to combat. So uh, you were actually prepared for this combat. So you're going to roll cool. 
and it's going to roll cool. And there's not going to be any purple dice here. Uh, so one advantage, oh, three <laughs> wow. successes. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So first slot is a PC. Second slot is a PC. So it's going to go first. For its action, it's already engaged with you uh, in terms of the range bands here. Uh, so it is bringing its hands down uh, very much like the old... Star Wars, way, or not Star Wars, but Star Trek way of fighting, uh, where, you know, they kind of just create, like, a hammer fist with both their hands together and just try to bring it down. Uh, so that's kind of what's happening here. Uh, and I have upgraded this roll to have this, and it's going to roll against two purple naturally. Uh, three successes, okay. Uh, you take six uh, damage to your wound threshold uh, as this uh, <laughs> comes across your forehead, um, causing you to stagger back, and it follows that momentum uh, by essentially uh, thrusting a palm uh, at your chest there. Um, and you swear you maybe kind of hear a crack of your sternum. Uh, you do soak up some of that damage. What's your bra at right now? Uh, two. Okay, so you soak up two damage, so you're only taking four to your wound threshold. Uh, so with that said, it is uh, not going to do anything for this maneuver. Uh, what would you like to do? I'm going to try and hit it again with the hammer. Sure, sure thing. Uh, that's going to be against two purple. Uh, you do have a story point again, if you would like to use that. I'm going to save that for now. Oof. Uh, so one success... Uh, let's just say you do, mm, let's just say your hammer there is just going to have a base damage of two uh, plus the success. So you do three wounds to this uh, biroid. However, uh, it soaks up all three of the wounds. Uh, you, your blow glances off its head again. Uh, you do have an advantage here. What would you, uh, what would you like that advantage to be? Could I stun him? Okay. Uh, not with one advantage. Um, you can say that your blow hit him in such a way that it would give him a black on his next roll, or uh, like the momentum gives you a blue on your next roll, if you want to kind of just default on that. Uh, I'll give him a black die. Okay. Yeah, so I think what this looks like is uh, he takes the full brunt of the damage, but it does... Uh, you, you see like the pupils in his eyes, which are really just, they're not actually pupils, right? Um, they flicker a moment, uh, the little, well, actually, I guess it kind of looks a little creepy with how I'm imagining it. Like they flicker, like his eyes flicker in such a way that the pupils and iris, uh, that all just uh, goes away for a second. So it's just like white, uh, the whites of his eyes, uh, before coming back online, a different color <laughs> in one eye. Uh, and essentially you have mucked with his sight for a brief moment. Uh, so yeah, I'm sorry. You say you want to give him a black, right? Yes. Uh, he is going to, yeah, he's just going to try to subdue, subdue you further. Um, going in for that gut punch, I think. Uh, so yeah, he tries to go in for that gut punch, uh, but you, uh, actually used your hammer uh, to bat away his hand. It looks a little awkward. It looks a little sluggish because uh, you're still pretty lethargic from the uh, drugs that you've That's taken. Uh, yeah, I think the... Cole when... is a support character. He wasn't meant to be fighting people. Yeah, naturally. Uh, so I think the one advantage here is that uh, there is... I would say wiring that he used, like our cabling uh, that was left behind, uh, that's not actually attached to anything. It's just this bundle of cables uh, that he can potentially grab onto and potentially restrain you with. Uh, and that's like right next to the two of you, actually. I'm going to say like it's more in his reach than it is yours. Uh, so that's his advantage, is that he has that really available to use because he, he otherwise doesn't have any weapons on him. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's your turn again. What would you like to do? I have an idea. Yeah. Let me know if this is a little too ridiculous. I want to do something like Walter White. Uh, <laughs> I want to have a... I think if I spend a story point to show some scenes of Cole making a weird powder out of, like, some cleaning supplies in his room. Okay. That he can toss into the eyes of this biroid to 
to basically act sort of like pepper spray. All right, so you're spending a story point to do that. That's absolutely fine. Uh, let's go ahead and have you roll uh, your knowledge in science. And uh, I think we'll just also just use that as your attack roll, how effective your attack is. Because, I mean, it doesn't take much to just spray somebody that's right in your face. So, yeah. Uh, what's the difficulty? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and have this be a, uh, let's say, average. Okay. Five successes. Holy crap. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so you, you essentially throw or spray this, uh, chemical mixture that you put together, uh, perhaps in the 20 minutes that you were in your room by yourself, uh, before Dr. Calhoun came and after the meal, maybe, uh, and, uh, this spray gets into, uh, the Byroid's, uh, face and it begins, like, chewing away at the synthetic skin. And I think that's really where, like, the key to this uh, chemical reaction is, is how the uh, synthetic skin is designed. Uh, you're basically using that to your advantage by using these everyday uh, cleaning supplies that were found in your studio apartment here at the facility. And, uh, let's see, six, it does soak three, but, okay, it is actually almost, it's almost there. <laughs> uh, it staggers a moment. Um, its face kind of uh, slogging off at this point, uh, revealing the metallic the metallic skeleton underneath, the metallic skull underneath. Uh, and it's going to be... Actually, I'm sorry, you do have maneuvers that you can use. Um, you can use maneuvers to uh, disengage. Um, you can use a maneuver to perhaps like uh, get into a defensive uh, stance, uh, which would give... Uh, the Byroid, the Black Die, uh, but um, you are, your next attack will also have the Black Die uh, as a result since you're playing a more defensive route. Um, so is that something you won't want to do? Um, you can also just pocket the maneuvers for something else. I think I'll, I think I'll pocket it. Great. Uh, so it is going to be NPC slide again. Uh, this Byroid then gets very... Uh, lively with you inside well let me back up here this entire time the byroid has been stone cold barely pretty much like a generic robot most byroids that you know of have personalities this byroid does not seem to have any it just ha seems to have the trappings of being a standard run-the-mill uh, labor byroid right uh it cool. has so this... I don't have to feel bad about melting its face and <laughs> murdering it. Yeah, its eyes. Uh, there is the smallest uh, red light, be red lighting behind its eyes, um, as it tr tries to like bull rush you. Uh, so one success to okay. Uh, so you're going to take a total of uh, two wounds. That's accounting for your soak. Uh, and you're also going to take a black die to your next roll. Um, essentially, he comes at you a with a fury of uh, knees and uh, hammer fists. Um, does a f essentially leads with a flying uh, kick to your sternum there, and then follows up with a hammer fist across your face, um, and that essentially disorientates you just a little bit. Um, hence the black dye uh where's that place you in terms of your wound threshold by the way uh i'm at six out of 13 uh you should now be at eight because i oh no you're right you're right uh so you're at six out of 13 fantastic okay uh let's go ahead and do pc slot then okay i'm gonna whack him with my hammer uh you do have a story point again would you like to spend it mm, not yet all right. Uh, it is a swing and a miss. Um, it kind of le uh, doesn't kind of. It leans back um, as the hammer comes swiping across, uh, just missing his nose by mere inches. Uh, and oh, uh, you, you should actually roll a uh, black die also. Oh, I forgot yeah, I gave you great. a black die. Uh, so that doesn't change. You you still miss either way. All the dice have canceled out. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, so that does nothing. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it follows up with a 
uh, combo meant to uh, send you staggering, and then he is hopefully going to follow that up with uh, slamming you against the wall and hopefully subduing you. It's or so it hopes, right? Uh, this guy's a rude bastard. Yeah, he is a rude bastard. Uh, don't they know who you are? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Four successes. So you're taking five more wounds. Yeah, and it has an advantage. So it does like come at you with a uh, left hook jab. Then he grabs you by the uh, shirt and just uh, throws you against the uh, wall there. Uh, And you kind of like bounce off of it, and he just shoves you against, uh, uh, almost pinning you against the uh, wall there. Um, Its advantage is that it has. has that cabling within arm's reach in such a way that he can still lean down and grab it, uh, but still hold his hand up against you and keep you pinned against the wall there. What do you do? Uh, keep in mind, it's not it hasn't grabbed the cabling yet. Or actually, I guess it can spend a maneuver to grab it. Uh, so it spends this maneuver to grab the cabling. So the cabling is in hand. He just has the one hand pinning you against the wall there. What would you like to do? Can I use the maneuver that I pocketed to disengage? Oh, you always have a uh, maneuver, yeah. Uh, so because you're not like officially restrained, uh, mechanically speaking, uh, yeah, you can spend a maneuver to uh, disengage. So now it is a short range away. I think what you did was perhaps like uh, use that moment where you didn't quite have as much pressure on your chest since it had to distribute its weight and lean over and grab the cabling and use that to uh, basically swipe away as hand and... Uh, kind of awkwardly stumble out of his reach um, a few feet away. Uh, what would you like to do? You can exchange an action to take another movement and move from short range to medium range. Uh, you can also... Uh, I mean, you're not going to be able to attack him with your hammer unless you're throwing it at him because you're disengaged now. Well, I, tell me what you're thinking. Let's Let's start there. I am thinking that this didn't go as well as I had hoped it would, and I'm going to leg it. So yeah, I'm going to exchange my action to move. Okay. Uh, You break into a run uh, down the corridor there. Uh, It begins to chase after you, and you eventually come to a door at the end of this corridor. it readily opens for you and closes right behind you because, uh, again, you do have some distance on this uh, bioroid. Uh, what do you do uh, now that you're in this very dark room? Like, you don't see anything. It's pitch black here because, again, you're, you're miles underground uh, and the lighting was already minimal. Like, the, the only source of lighting was man-made that was planted here, right? So uh, what do you do? Uh, can I interface with the door or not? Yeah, you feel around and there is, in fact, a interface there. Can I lock the door? Uh, sure. Um, you can either roll your knowledge and xenology, or you can roll, uh, hacking. Okay. Uh, in either case, it's going to be formidable. Uh, so I actually have a skill called Knack for Computers that I think I forgot to add last session. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which lets me remove two dots. Or I guess it would be two purple dice from checks that I make with the computer skill. Oh, uh, those are two black dice. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Would you like to spend any story point? Not yet. I mean, we are coming to the end of the session, so I, I think you should. <laughs> uh, well, okay. If, you, if, if you're if you going to come out and say it, then I will. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, man. That's not too bad. Well, let's let's talk about what <laughs> success looks like. The door never opens again. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that would be the case if you rolled the despair, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was impossible in this case, but still. Okay, so let's start with what success looks like, and then we could talk about your triumph, and then we could talk about the threats that we imposed. Uh, so you don't, you've never really worked with uh this interface before is a very like uh, digital touch display uh 
and you begin to uh, I think what happens here is that you begin to tap at it for a second there uh, realize that it would actually be very easy to unscrew and get into the uh, muck of it behind it uh, so I think you do that and begin to mess with the wire uh, just as the door uh, opens a smidge um, and a hand reaches in. Uh, essentially what's happening here is that you've managed to stop the door from opening all the way, but uh, you begin mucking with the wires even further to try to have it closed. Uh, let's see, a hand reaches through the door, uh, trying to grab at you. I think, wh what would you like your triumph to be? I, the door is the door is going to close on the Zarn. This is just dramatic flavoring. Um, so that's happening. How about the door closes as the Bioroid is reaching its arm through the door and its arm gets cut off? Okay, yeah. Uh, so this Bioroid's arm gets cut off right at the elbow uh, and falls meekly onto the ground. And this is like the part of the Bioroid where it does have like some of the skin uh, covering it. So it largely looks like a regular human arm just fell and got cut right. off here. Um, My arm now. Yeah, yeah. I think what happens here is that uh, you take three strain. Uh, what, where does that put you? Does that make you exceed your limit? Yes. All right, you take three strain. Uh, uh, by this... one point. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's, it actually puts me at my limit. Oh, it puts you at your limit. Okay. Yep. Uh, so you break into a sweat, uh, hyperventilating, and you feel... Uh, you feel as if you're about to vomit at this point uh, as you, as we kind of have a shot of you uh, leaning against the uh, doorframe here and then just kind of sinking uh, until you're just sitting down against the door. Um, and that's when the lights begin to come on and you are faced with a circular room and at its center is this massive flowing ball of what appears to be a metallic liquid. Is it like ferrofluid? Uh, yes, it is like ferrofluid. Damn, that is very cool. All music has been provided by one of our own, Solly, whose SoundCloud can be found in the show notes. Starshot will return in two weeks, in the meanwhile, if you want the latest updates on Starshot, follow us on Twitter at StarshotPod. We'll see you among the stars.